Hello and welcome to another episode of But Why? But this is something a bit different. It's a condensed version. It's our favourite conversations about tricky subjects, revisited and reduced into bite-sized chunks. Hello and welcome to another episode of But Why? podcast is all about digging into big questions and tricky topics via honest conversations. This week we're going to be looking at sobriety. Today's guest is the founder of the Sober Girl Society and she's a journalist. She's written for Elle, Stylist and the Evening Standard as well as being featured on the BBC. Not only that, she's the author of the Sober Girl Society handbook. At this point I always feel the need to pick up the book and show you but that is not good given that people a you know what the book like and b for the listener they can't see it but anyway it's an empowering guide to living hangover free so without further ado let me introduce to you Millie Gooch hello Millie hello oh thank you for that introduction I always get really embarrassed when people like real things it's absolutely excruciating and actually to be honest on the last couple of series because it's so embarrassing I ended up doing it not kind of in the in the podcast session but then actually it's quite nice to, to have that kind of roll into it so we put it back in but I always always sit here like with my hands in front of my face if someone's doing yeah. one of those about me which, yeah. which is terrible isn't it you need to kind of own your achievements which are amazing oh thank you but it is it's like oh my god I can't hear that about myself awful <laughs> so. absolutely awful yeah. so to give people some context talk about how long you've not been drinking for what led you to give up drinking yeah, a little bit of context to, to where you're at. Yeah, of course. So, I mean, I won't go into the the full story because we could mm. be here all day. But I really started drinking when I went to university, which is actually quite late in British terms. So I wasn't really like a 14-year-old drink at the park. I literally started drinking when I went to university. And I loved drinking. It was so much fun when I first went to uni. And also, I felt like it brought out this like, really confident side of me that wasn't necessarily always there. Um, but over the years, I kind of was drinking for fun. And then suddenly, I was drinking to cope with emotions and mental health. So I really started struggling with anxiety and depression. And so I drank more to kind of cope with them. And then my drinking just got steadily worse. And it was really hard for me to kind of put it as like problem drinking because I'd only ever been told that problem drinking was waking up and putting vodka on your cornflakes or, you know, secretly stashing booze. Whereas I could go a few days weeks even without drinking and then it would get to like the weekend and I would have had a hard time and I would just go out and get absolutely paralytic blotto drunk uh wake up the next day with the most horrendous anxiety fear fear what they'd done what they said and that kind of permeated my everyday life because these hangovers and hangover anxiety were just lasting like three four days and then by the time I felt normal again someone would go do you want to go out for drinks and I'd go yeah go on then so I got myself into like a real binge drink spiral and also kind of a bit of a shame cycle because I was feeling awful about the things I was doing that didn't really align with who I thought I was I was feeling bad about the things I was doing and and just didn't really feel like me but the only thing that kind of made me feel more like me was drinking because when I felt insecure and low I thought well if I have a drink I can plaster on that smile and you know be the funny person and the center of attention and no one will know that actually inside I'm hurting quite a bit 
Um, and then it got to about February 2018 and I basically went on a night out. I don't remember much of it and I got woke up in the morning, horrendous fear, fear, horrendous anxiety. And something just switched in me and I just said, I just don't think I can do this again. I, it wasn't like one wrong, like rock bottom. It definitely wasn't the worst hangover I'd mm-hmm. ever had and probably hadn't done the stupidest things that I'd ever done. But I just thought I can't do this anymore. So I downloaded Catherine Gray's book, The Unexpected Joy of Being Sober. And I just loved it and no one it sounds really silly but no one had ever at that point spoke to me about sobriety like a positive everyone had always come from what you're giving up what you're leaving behind you wouldn't be fun anymore no one had ever said to me actually sobriety could be really amazing it could be really incredible and I remember even like little things like Catherine was talking about how you tan better when you when you don't drink because like alcohol depletes your I think it's your vitamin b reserves and you need those like tan better so even like these things when I was a 26 year old that like loved being orange really appealed to me and 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 no one had ever spoken to me about it in that way so I said well I'm I'm gonna give it a go for a long time I knew I shouldn't drink I knew it didn't agree with my mental health I knew I didn't like the person I was being but I carried on for social conformity because I didn't know how not to carry on and then you wake up and you in regret and if for you you're feeling all these feelings that come with a breakup anyway you load pour a load of shame on that and and it's just explosive and not only that I always say to keep my mental health intact I need to exercise I need to eat all right and I'm not talking green juices I'm talking just not plowing sugar probably into my place and I need to sleep and and alcohol jeopardizes all three of those as well as being the fuel on top of it when we talk about self-care this isn't bubble bath this is doing very grown-up things which is trying to trying to move trying to sleep trying to yeah not plow awful food into our mouths yeah it it throws everything out of whack is what Mm. I used to find is that even if I got myself into like a really good routine and I think routine is quite important for me in terms of self-care of like to make sure that I'm doing those basic things you go on one bender and that whacks you out for like three days and then you have to try and get back into that routine which can be really hard once you've spent the weekend you know eating three Domino's pizzas and cheesy chips for breakfast it's quite hard to get back from Mm -hmm. much to like get back into that so just like that consistency, I always say I think consistency is really underrated. It sounds no. really boring, but not having alcohol in my life has just allowed me to be consistent in every part of my life, whether that's work, whether that's showing up for friends, whether that's my mental health. It is just a lot more yeah, consistent. There is never that, oh, I can't do that tomorrow because of this. I can Every day is exactly, you know, a Saturday is the same as a Monday for me. It's the same as a Tuesday. And yeah. you know, I, was try- I always think of it a bit like, just you're just plodding along always. Like you've got, because... If you struggle with mental health things or just life, which is constantly shifting the balance already, you know, our whole life is about trying to get some equilibrium and and alcohol just just sends it haywire. And it sends it haywire at the points when you you least need it to. You know, if you really check in with when you reach for a drink, whether that's because you're riding positive emotions or probably because you're a bit stressed, you know, that Friday night urge, I'll probably never get over the kind of, I want something to to mark the end of the working week, but you just have to try and sit with that a bit. And then before you know it, you've gone to bed and you wake up on Saturday and you're not trying to to even out for the weekend. You're just cruising into it. And look, this this, this isn't a... um, a surefire fix for mental health but it definitely has taken the, the peaks of it out and and it's made me have to deal with my stuff so when I gave up drinking 
I think it was Millie who said to me, you know, this first year you're on cloud nine. You think you discovered something brilliant. You feel, you literally feel like you're seeing the world again, don't you? And you're just like, this is the yeah. best thing ever. And then year two, and I'm now like two and a half years in, you suddenly have to face all of your stuff, all of it, because it's just there, isn't it? You've got nowhere to hide. Like, oh, really? I thought I'd done quite a lot of therapy. I thought I was self-aware. And you just have to, yeah, keep, living with that which is again probably why it fixes some of the mental health stuff because because you just have to you have to deal with it which might sound scary but you don't want to spend your life numbing or everything do you yeah I just think it gives you more it's ironic because I thought I was like controlling my mental health with booze really that was like my way of kind of dampening my anxiety but actually the next thing you have absolutely no control like you can't just get it out of your system your mind will take you to places that are like unimaginable whereas now I just feel like I have a bit more of a handle on my mental health that's not to say I don't struggle because I do but I'm a lot more practical as well so I like wake up and obviously I'm clear so I'm like okay what do we need to do today right we need to eat better today we need to go out and get some sun sunshine we haven't seen daylight in a couple of days like we need to maybe just take a step back from our emails I'm, I'm a lot more mm. pragmatic about it and I feel like I've got a real handle on it because I don't wake up and spiral and then try and piece my night back together and try and find my phone and all those things it just feels like a yeah just like I've got a bit more of a handle mm. on it really and it, yeah I just want to stress it's not to say that it like clears every mental health issue that you got but it just makes it more manageable yeah that's true that's true i think the older you get life is a is a hell of a juggle and there's a lot of plates to spin and the idea of trying to spin those plates a couple of glasses down is is unworkable it's as simple as that whereas constant clarity gives you a real good chance of of making things work i think um thank you so much it's been everything i hoped it would be and i i kind of feel like we need to do this annually and yeah, oh my god, a hundred percent. Because I think we'll always have new things to say, will we? Yeah, definitely. I mean, every time I think I've like learned everything that there is about sobriety and emotions, I'm like, oh, no one. And like, I mean, you have new challenges mm. all the time. This what I'm going through now mm. is a new challenge. You'll have different mm. challenges. Like, I mean, there'll probably be a point. I don't know if your kids really ask you now mm. when they you need to yeah. talk to them about alcohol and things like that. There's always going to be new new conversations around this, so it's not just one conversation and done. I think yeah, we could definitely do yeah, that. and maybe I'll get to see you in real life at some point. 